Hi there and welcome to The Book Nook, the place where teachers and parents come to find and share inspiration about children's literature. I'm Osha and I'm here with Felicity and we've got two awesome picture books to scare, I mean to share with you all today. Black Dog, written and illustrated by Levi Pinfold, and The Wolves in the Walls, written by Neil Gaiman and illustrated by Dave McKean. As you've probably guessed, both of these books are a little scary. Osha, what did you think? Yeah, even though there's a playfulness to both stories, when I read them, I felt a little uneasy for the main characters, Small in Black Dog and Lucy in Wolves and the Walls. I reckon there was a connection between both of these young people, as they were both the youngest but most courageous but more on that in a minute. I don't want to give too much away. Okay, so let's start by looking at the story of Black Dog, which was released in 2012 by Levi Pinfold. Black Dog tells the tale of the Hope family who wake up one morning to discover an enormous black dog outside their home. Each member of the family immediately responds in fear and together they hide inside their home. Except for Small, the youngest member of the household, she has the courage to face up to the dog and show the rest of the family that it might not actually be as frightening as it first seems. Yeah, it's such a great story and for me what was really significant was the inverse relationships between the size of the dog and the family members who see it. The dad sees the dog first and it's the size of a tiger and with each character it gets progressively bigger so that by the time Small sees it, it's as big as a house. I think this is symbolic, both of a child's perspective, thinking that things are much bigger than they are in real life, but also of how the smaller they are, the scarier things can seem. Ironically, however, Small Hope, she even has an ironic name, as a more apt name for her would be Big Courage, seems to be the only one who is brave enough to face up to the dog, overcoming her fears. And thus there's almost a comical aspect to the story as this young character, who you'd imagine to be the most frightened of the big dog, turns out to be the most courageous. Here the author does a great job of juxtaposing stereotypes. Oh, that's really interesting. I kind of saw her full name, Small Hope, as a message at the end, like it only takes a small amount of hope to be courageous. I love how authors can open up the doors for readers to find different interpretations in a text. So the obvious theme running through the book is courage and overcoming one's fears, which Small does with wonderful exuberance, making up childish rhymes, which she sings to tease the dog. The more songs she sings, the more the dog's size decreases. But man, that dog starts out so huge. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, she's definitely got pluck. But I think it's also worth noting that the dog, although huge, isn't particularly scary. And I think the illustrator has made it this way on purpose. Like he's hinting from the beginning that what is feared perhaps isn't so scary as it seems. Remember the image of Black Dog when Small approaches him for the first time? It's an amazing extreme close-up which demands the reader to look at the dog and she's so tiny in comparison. But something about the dog, perhaps its droopy eyes and the way it's positioned in front of her, crouching down to play, makes it seem kind of harmless. 
Yeah, the illustrations are awesome, aren't they? Pinfall manages to have two types of illustrations that contrast with one another. He uses monochromatic thumbnail pictures that both appear on the same page as and support what's happening in the text. Then these are contrasted by large, colourful, surreal-looking images that take up the entire right page or double-page spreads. Here the layout changes and we see the text beneath the images, which leads the reader's eye from left to right across the page, making the reader feel like they are travelling with small. That's right, she almost magically makes the dog smaller. And when the dog goes through the playground, there's those surreal elephant slides, which seem to be another reference to how big the dog once was. There's so much in this one book. You can see why it won a medal the year after it was published. We could talk about it for hours, but we have to move on. To all the teachers out there, you will find loads in this book with your class. So that one was a little bit spooky. But this next book, which we're going to talk about, is a whole new level of spooky. Neil Gaiman's The Wolves in the Wall from 2003. This is such an unusual kid's book. Yes, so like Black Dog, this book is also, among other things, about courage. Yet the way Gaiman has addressed this theme is so different. And to listeners who already know Gaiman's gothic kid's book, Coraline, you may have a sense of what this tale is like. In The Wolves in the Wall, we follow the story of Lucy, who is hearing scritchy, scratchy noises in the walls of her home. Convinced they are wolves, she tries desperately to let her family know, but none of them believe her. Instead, they go about their usual activities, passing off the noise as simply rats or mice or bats. And so Lucy is left alone until eventually the wolves actually do appear. Yeah, she's left alone physically without a family, but also, importantly, emotionally. Her world is so fantasy-like, with her talking incessantly about there being wolves in the walls. Her lack of connection with her family throughout most of the book is quite pronounced, until, at the end of the story, Lucy finds solace with her family. I feel like this book took me a few reads to really appreciate it. I loved the story from the start, but initially I didn't really like the illustrations. I thought they were a bit too creepy, especially for kids. And I generally like scary, spooky stuff, but these illustrations are pretty out there and I think a lot of readers will agree. Though after a few reads I've changed my mind, I can see that the illustrator Dave McKean is hugely influenced by artists like Francis Bacon and early Cubist and even German Expressionist artists and filmmakers and I'm thinking here of the 1920s vampire film Nosferatu and of the more recent Hitchcock Psycho. And I can see how this really suits Gaiman's writing. It's probably why the two have worked together for so many years. Yeah, I didn't warm to the illustrations either. The characters kind of reminded me of old Eastern European wooden dolls. And I don't know about you, but dolls really freak me out. But I think it's also really valuable for kids to see the difference in illustrations between the texts and see how McKean uses these abstract images to complement the eeriness of Gaiman's language choices. Some were full-page spreads and some were panels, giving the story a real sense of urgency with which it unfolds. I also think that the illustrations worked with the not-quite-right plotline. But just those beady eyes of that little girl really get me. 
One thing that really stood out for me too was the way that the text had been crafted on the page. It's all over the place. Sometimes it's in the panels with her, sometimes it followed her down the stairs, and sometimes it appears crammed on the page surrounding the family. And this helps to achieve that frantic feel in the story. This, in combination with using two separate fonts, a standard one for the narrative and a more decorative one for the speech, makes the text an important visual in itself that helps the reader understand the ghoulish nature of the story. The way Gaiman plays with language in the text is so powerful. He has a real talent for creating a creepy feeling, like a really well-told Brothers Grimm fairy tale, as he describes the sounds coming out of the walls. Sneaking, creeping, rumbling noises. His clever use of onomatopoeia is consistent throughout the tale, and when used, you see the text gets sequentially bolder and bigger when describing the noises that the wolves make, adding to the sense of urgency. Although, contrastingly, carefully selected made-up words such as foozles and squooshicks create a playful layer that acts almost as a bit of comic relief within this creepy tale. So good. Something else that really sits with the reader is a phrase that Lucy hears from her family, almost as a warning, before the wolves appear. If the wolves come out of the walls, it's all over. But they never explain what exactly will be over, and both the reader and Lucy are left wondering what it is. This is an interesting device, and I feel it could be intentionally vague, showing that children interpret things differently to adults. As this is repeated, the reader starts to feel like the whole family is in on something that neither you nor Lucy know about. So these are both really fun texts to use in the classroom. Yeah, I think that the wolves in the walls would be fun to use around Halloween. Teachers could explore the difference between children's and adults' fears or use the book to discuss kids' fears. Because the book ends on a cliffhanger, like most scary movies, teachers could have students predict by writing or acting out what comes next in the book. There are also opportunities for students to experiment with creating their own text by playing with a descriptive language similar to the author's. As for Black Dog, teachers and students can have fun finding hidden meanings in the text, and these could also form the basis of classroom activities. Potentially, individual pages could be used for a text study, as the images are incredibly rich and layered. Or students could create freeze frames about what comes before the story, in the middle of the story, and after the story has finished. They're brilliant. There's so many things that you could do with both of these books. Both of them could be used for older stages, or Black Dog could be used for stage two, and The Wolves in the Wall for stage three. Either way... I think all kids and teachers and even parents would love these books. Well, guys, that's all we've got time for today. It's all over. What's all over? The show. We don't have wolves coming out of the walls. That'd be ridiculous. (laughs) 